Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions expressed in the podcast are not those of Hearts Unite the Globe, but of the hosts and guests, and are intended to spark discussion about issues pertaining to congenital heart disease or bereavement. Hello and welcome to Tasty Thursday, a special Heart to Heart with Anna podcast for Heart Month February 2022. Each Thursday, we have author Amy Emily joining us to chat about recipes from her cookbook, Snow's Kitchen. And I also have my husband joining me as well. For those of you who don't know, Amy is the author of a trilogy of books revolving around her Vietnamese mother's journey to the United States after the fall of Saigon. The last book in the trilogy, Snow's Kitchen, is a novella and a cookbook, and all of our recipes are from this cookbook. Today, we have my husband, an unbelievably talented chef, Frank Dworsky, and author Amy Emily, of course, from Snow's Kitchen, and this is the third Tasty Thursday episode. Welcome back to Heart to Heart with Anna, Amy. Hello, my friends. It's good to be back. I can't wait to talk about what you guys cooked this week. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Welcome back, Frank. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me and thank you for letting me cook with you. Of course. Last week, we talked with you about baking yellow curry chicken. And if anybody wants to hear how that turned out, I'll put the link in the show notes so you can see what our attempt last week was all about. But this week, we decided to try another main course. So the dish we made this week is on page 175 to 177 of Snow's Kitchen. And it's the beef bourguignon. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Amy, tell us how to say it in Vietnamese. (laughs) Well, okay. I have a problem pronouncing it too. And my mom used to say beef bougie ngong. So bougie for bourgeois, and ngong means delicious or tasty in Vietnamese. But I just wing it, and I say beef <laughs> I like your pronunciation best. <laughs> I did You can do it all together. Oh, my goodness. Well, this was actually a pretty easy recipe to make keto-friendly. We hardly had to make any substitutions. Instead of using white flour, we used almond flour for thickening and cauliflower rice instead of noodles, rice, or mashed potatoes. The carb count for the original beef bourguignon would be about 40 grams of carbs per serving. With the modifications we made, the carb count was 17 grams. Yay! Wow. Yay! That's that's less than half. Well, to be fair, we didn't have the second bottle of wine either. Oh. The the wine you're supposed to drink when you're cooking. wine. But you didn't add the wine in a calorie count for the original, did you? Yeah. You added the second bottle of wine? No, no, not the second bottle of wine. Okay. No, no, no. And no. that doesn't change anything. No, it was fair. It was a fair comparison. <laughs> okay. This was even fewer carbs than the curry. 
And that kind of surprised me because this tasted really rich. I think the difference is that the richness of the beef bourguignon comes mostly from the wine and the tomato paste that's in this. That's not uncommon. Whereas the richness for the curry was from the sweet stuff. And we did some substitutions, but even with that, the coconut cream was a big booster for the calorie count. So I think that's why the beef bourguignon, though it tasted rich, wasn't as high in carbs. Yeah, I would concur with that. Especially the coconut milk. Yeah. That makes it definitely a lot richer. It does. But it also gave it a nice texture. And even though that was my first curry ever, I don't think I would have wanted it runny. I think having it thicker like it was helped, I don't know, tasted really, really good. I don't know. Whatever we did, we did it right. And even if it was a little bit more carbs, it wasn't much. I mean, both of these were under 20 grams of carbs per serving. So I think that's pretty good. So what I loved about this recipe, there was so much that I loved. The aroma when cooking this dish was to die for. It takes a while to do, but it's totally worth the wait. I love how Frank sauteed the mushrooms just before adding it to the dish. They were so delicious. I can almost smell that now. I'm curious though, did you guys use the pearl onions or what kind of onions did you use? We actually avoided onions because that's one of Anna's least favorite foods. But we did use onion powder. We did for the flavor. So we did add some powder for the flavor, but I really have this thing about textures with onions and really strong oniony flavor. Just is not my thing. I know that's very much French food, but that's why I don't eat French food. <laughs> and again, this, this dish, just like with the yellow curry chicken, we invited our friends to help us out. Alex helped us cook and we had his friends, Philip and Linda, come over. And we use the good china and we serve this with style. Of course, it always adds to use the good china and have a little bit of extra flash when you're serving a good dish. It just smelled so good. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You had five people at the dinner table and you didn't have a second bottle of wine? <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we, I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think any of the kids are wine drinkers. Yeah. I think most would probably okay. drink Yeah, Sorry. they may drink better. But that didn't even come up. I'll tell you what did come up, seconds. Everybody wanted seconds. Yes. It was so good. Even though we had cauliflower rice, Frank also made some jasmine rice for Alex and our guests. But our guests wanted the cauliflower rice too. So all the cauliflower rice went, which really kind of surprised me that some of them chose the cauliflower rice over the jasmine rice. Yum. I'm going to. If I wasn't doing tea, I would have jasmine rice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, sister, but I would love to try cauliflower rice. I've never had. It's really easy. You can buy cauliflower in the market and chop it fine, or you can just buy a bag of pre-shredded cauliflower rice. And I have found that if you try to boil it or steam it like rice, it gets too mushy. But if you fry it in a little bit of oil or butter, maybe with some vegetables or seasonings, then you get kind of like a stir-fried rice, and it works really good. Which stir-fried before we used it. That, that's how I heated it. I heated it in a skillet, yes. Oh, you did? I, did. See, I wasn't here. I was recording a podcast. Frank is such a good guy. We did most of the cooking. And as you know, but maybe the listeners don't know, you don't add the mushrooms until five minutes before you're getting ready to serve it. So we were actually at our house in the country, which has a really big kitchen, which made it easier for us to work and move around. And then I had to record a podcast. So Frank took all the food back home because Alex said, hey, can I invite some friends over? <laughs> which is not what we were intending to do. but. 
how could we say no when he'd helped us make the dish? So they took off to get all the food ready and set the table. And I recorded a podcast. So I missed a few steps in the recipe. So we actually have been buying some packages of cauliflower rice from Sam's. They come in a little packet, which makes them super easy to prepare. Yep. But I didn't know that you put them in oil and fry them. First. You can steam those packets or you can take it out and pan fry it. Did you add that oil to the carb? Of course. Okay. There's very little carbs. You're just so brilliant. <laughs> well, Amy, it was another winning recipe. Everyone enjoyed it so much that most people went back for seconds. And I think that speaks volumes. It does. So you didn't have any leftover to freeze? No, not to freeze. Frank had enough for work the next day. I, think I had enough for one lunch and that was it. <laughs> that was it. It all went. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to double your batch next time. That sounds cool. You know, it does take a while to make it. it yes. Does. Yes. That sounds make it worth it. Yeah. yeah. Our pot was big enough. We could have doubled it. But since this was the first time for us to make it, I had no idea how it was going to turn out. This is definitely something I would like to make again. Perfect cold weather dish. Yeah. It's so delicious, and it makes the whole house smell absolutely wonderful. Mm, okay, I need to make that now. I know. <laughs> yes. Well, let's talk to all of our listeners where they can buy your cookbook. Yeah, the best way to get it is probably through Amazon. You can search Snow's Kitchen, a novella and cookbook, or you can go to bookshop.org and support independent bookstores, or you can go to my Etsy shop and get an autographed copy there. Just search for Heart Community. And you'll find it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the program, Amy. Thanks for having me. I look forward to the next Tasty Thursday. I know. It's going to be fun. Next week, we're going to talk to you about <laughs> making lemon cheesecakes. That will be fun. Thank you, Frank, for coming on the program again. Always a pleasure. And also for doing most of the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that, too. <laughs> oh, that does conclude this special Heart Month Tasty Thursday episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Join us for a fun fact Friday tomorrow. And until then, my friends, remember, you are not alone. <laughs>